Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have Carl Yucatel and Don Etheridge here to talk with me from Docks and Harbors. How are you both doing today? Doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having us, Jordan. Really appreciate it. I always enjoy having you both on. Now, i got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. The first one is maybe just kind of breaking down uh, in the sort of monthly newsletter that Dr. Harbors put out, you talked about some of the financial challenges that were exposed uh, for Dr. Harbors during COVID. Could you elaborate a bit more on those for me? Yeah, right. Uh, thank you for the question, Jordan. So uh, essentially what Dr. Harbors is doing is uh, in a very, uh, I'll call it transparent, deliberate manner, uh, the board has uh, uh, is proposing an increase of 9% of all harbor and port rates um, that will go into effect in in uh, January. There's still pu- more public process that's required, but uh, as part of that, uh, the, the rationale for the, the need to raise rates is um, during the pandemic, uh, Docks and Arbors was hit uh, fairly hard, and um, during that, that uh, time period, the board um, strategized on what is the the what is the proper rate structure and we hired a, a consultant to give us some feedback and consultant uh, came back with a, a recommendation to raise rates nine nine percent and so some of those uh, challenges that uh, became evident during COVID um, one was the loss of uh, income because we're very um, dependent upon uh, the tourism industry. So for our harbors enterprise, uh, we collect upwards of three quarters of a million dollars from the the charter operators operating out of Statter Harbor. And so that was diminished. Uh, And even though during COVID, our harbors enterprise was always operating in the black, um, we weren't able to really rebuild our fund balance necessary to be effective as a as an enterprise board on the dock side during um covid uh, we obviously weren't collecting revenue and we had to draw from our fund balance about a million dollars over the two fiscal years so those two items um really were uh, key in in starting this uh, fee review as well as um, the we saw this coming as well and i've spoken to your listeners uh, about the uh, UAS property that uh, we had the expiration of a 33-year lease um, where we were paying less than fair market value and um, the the new lease requires us to pay fair market value which would have been about a quarter million dollars we have since renegotiated that to a hundred thousand but for an enterprise like the harbors enterprise and a new uh re- new expenditure of a hundred thousand dollars is still um still something that we that the board needs to take action on to make sure that we're operating um effectively as a enterprise board and not and for your listeners, an enterprise board mean that we are not funded with uh, sales tax or property tax. Okay. And I think that's an important distinguisher to make because oftentimes, because people see that Docks and Harbors is part of the city, so then they have the assumption that the funding for Docks and Harbors comes from sales tax because for a lot of city functions, that is where that comes from. So it, I do think it is important to make that distinction. But one of the other things I'd like to make is a, a, a very distinct operational is that the two funds between docks and harbors are not related. They are separate funds, and we can't use funds from either one to fund the other. 
and, and it's quite common that people think that well that we're, we're spending harbor money on docks we don't do that we can't it's they're two separate fund balances and they're firewalled apart from each other okay so it's not so much docks and harbors as it is docks and harbors right okay and i think and i think that is good because i think even i would kind of been partially under that impression that you know it's the docks and harbors they do all one thing but really it is sort of two i guess i think from the sound of it's like it's two departments within one area yes we call it the docks enterprise and the harbor enterprise so to distinguish the two um, operations and the harbors being the four small boat harbors, six launch ramp facilities, and our remote facilities such as uh, Taku Harbor. And docks is the downtown cruise ship docks and associated uplands that support that. Okay. And now you've actually provided me with a little, uh, f- sort of, I'm trying to think of the way we described it earlier. The, the pamphlet, a foldable pamphlet with some more information about some of the sort of infrastructure things. And so, and I can see how you sort of classified, you know, you have your small board harbors, that's going to be Harris Harbor, Aurora Harbor, uh, Dondi Statter Harbor, and the Mike Pusich Douglas Harbor, and then you have the larger facilities as well. And so, is that, so that 200, I think that's the 250 million nearly goes towards all those? Yeah, so um, for your listeners, what uh, I provided uh, Jordan was a trifold that Docs and Arbors has put out. And this is, again, part of our uh, communication strategy with the public that we started. Um, it's probably an earnest um, March timeframe. We've done some public outreach. We've tried to uh, get good reach on our Facebook page. And on our website, we have uh, the documents that uh, support um that provide the input that the the Docs and Harbors Board is making in the recommendation to increase rates 9%. Um, but in the uh, trifold pamphlet, uh, there's a, an item that talks about the portfolio of the infrastructure that Docs and Harbors manages, and it's about $250 million of uh, of infrastructure that that includes the downtown cruise ship docks, the uplands, and then the four small boat harbors. So that's that's what we manage. Um, and the recommendation from our consultant who did the study was that you need to have a more robust uh, fund balance. And typically, we'll be at at the end of the last fiscal year, which ended June thirtieth. Our harbors is probably going to be about uh, uh, about. A, just under $2 million in our um, Docs Enterprise fund balance, probably about $1.7 million. So that gives you um, kind of some uh, idea of, you know, we're managing nearly a quarter billion dollars in infrastructure, but we have somewhat of a paltry uh, fund balance savings, and we need the savings for uh, unexpected expenditures such as a pandemic, but also um, that is how we leverage our funds for other uh, uh, funding opportunities with federal and state grants. Okay. I I don't know why I forgot the term trifold for a moment there. I think it's just because it's hot in the studio sometimes. Now, in, I think it's interesting that you talk about, you know, there's that need to have that greater savings balance. Now, is that why that proposed rate increase is that 9% number, or where specifically does that 9% number come from? The, the 9% uh, neighbor, number came from the uh, consultant when he looked at all of the infrastructure that we're maintaining and the overall cost of replacement 
of this infrastructure as it wears out. So that's why we he comes up with the nine percent. Okay. And the cards we want to add on to that, or yeah, that, Don is absolutely right. And you know, one of the uh, the bullet points from the the report, which is also available online, um, it talks about you know the the recommended goal is that we should be. Um, savings about two million dollars a year in the two so that that is kind of the goal is to um save money for proper uh recapitalization of about two million dollars a year and we're just not there and um so that's that that's the goal we have lots i've often said we've got more ideas than than money but uh um with a you know deliberate process i think we can continue to to build and support the, the local interests in docks and harbors Okay. Isn't that always the way of things? People have more ideas than they have the money to go through with those ideas. Well, we are going to head into our break. When we come back, I'll talk more with both Carl and Don. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And welcome back to Action Line. In the studio, I still have Carl, you can tell, and Don Etheridge here joining me from Docks and Harbors. Now, during the first half, we spent a lot of time sort of talking about the finances for Docks and Harbors, where that's at, why there is that proposed 9% rate increase. Now, some of the other things I want to talk to you about, one of those is obviously recently there were some lighting improvements done for some of the harbors. So where would you like to start with that? Yeah, um, thanks for the question, Jordan. So in Douglas Harbor, uh, we just added a light uh, to the launch ramp facility. So uh, it was. We've been looking at this for several years, and uh, it's basically the uh, Douglas users that go deer hunting in the fall have, have complained that that area is very dark, and. Uh, we looked at the cost, and the costs were tens of thousands of dollars to uh, bring power and a, a light pole. And what we were able to do this year is Secon um, needed some lay down for their uh, Douglas Road repaving. And um, through an MOA with Secon, we were able to say, yeah, you can uh, occupy the perimeter of the uh, Douglas um, parking lot there. And in exchange, we want a, uh, a conduit installed that, brought a, that can bring a light to the, the um, launch ramp, as well as they're planning, as, long as, as well as uh, they're going to wrap, which is recycled asphalt, asphalt payments, payment, pavement. So basically, they're going to improve the, the surface of half of the, um, uh, of the Douglas uh, boat launch through this agreement. So when we can have these partnerships with uh, the private sector, we're able to get lights, and something like this, done. But uh, that will really help the, the, the deer hunter this, this fall. As well as um, we heard through our public process, um, with the weight rate increase, some members of the Douglas um, Liveaboard community that were really um, concerned about safety and lighting in the uh, Douglas uh, parking lot. So we've committed to um, getting a couple lights that will help the um, um, Liveaboard community in the winter at Douglas Harbor. So we've got the launch ramp light going already installed and then we'll be adding a couple lights that will um, improve the security of those that live in um, douglas over the over the winter that that's being designed we're having a electrical engineer uh design the, the, the lighting uh for that and then we'll we'll get a contract in and add the lights that is a very very dark hole over in there in the winter time um 
when I was patrolling that you, you would I'd have to turn on the big bright LED lights to see in going through the lot so it, it's definitely a, a needed project so gotcha I'll have to give you my darkness assessment of it come this fall I've never been over there in the fall so I have to give it that a look and now one of the things I want to ask you about is as you know the port director and the board chair I would be curious if there's been any concerns brought to either of you that you think the public should be aware of you know things that people have said hey maybe we should do something about that I know previously we talked about the conversation about stall- installing uh, gates I believe it was at Aurora when we talked about Harris that. Harbor Harris Harbor okay thank you for for correcting me there but I mean even we can even talk about that how has that progressed that conversation around the Harris Harbor the the patrons are very excited about having that happen um we're hoping that uh, we can get it in in place this this fall or winter and and uh it, it's uh very popular with the the patrons of the of the harbor and they're that's one of the number one things that we hear a lot of is security concerns uh that's one of the lighting reasons in douglas is because they were concerned about security of their vehicles in the parking lot and we're adding uh, along with that gate we're at not only adding uh, the gate but we're putting lighting and we're also going to have cameras on it so that we'll be able to monitor things that are going on down there and if it works out and and we can get the funding we're looking at expanding that program so it is unfortunate that um kind of come to this as a um, as a solution that, that you know so we heard the the public input the board listens to um what the public have has to say and uh the board has directed me and my staff to have it uh have the gate installed so right now uh the port engineer matthew sill is going out with uh, um, a procurement contract for the for the actual um metal gate and enclosure and then we'll have a we have a term contractor that will install it but right now we're getting quotes for the procurement of the actual uh gate but we'll, this will be the first um secure harbor gated harbor in alaska so this is something that folks at uh, Bowden down south it's fairly very commonplace to see gates in Alaska, we've just we've never had to do it, and um, we've just reached a, a breaking point with uh, nefarious activity that the, the board has deemed it a priority. Okay, and then Don, I asked this to question to Carl last time we had this conversation about Harris Harbor. But do you have any? Do you, what do you think? Why do you think that there's this you know this greater you know concern about security? You know, when do you think there was that sort of big chain sort of turnover point? I know that kind of sounds like a question that I would ask JPD, but I think it's a good question to ask. Well, I did uh, uh, nightly patrols for three years, most every night in the harbor areas. And it was due to the fact that it was leading up to that. It, it happened. We had a lot of drugs being used in the harbors, a lot of drugs uh cells going on in the harbor we and uh when the uh a, a lot of the boats becoming derelict had liveaboards that were on them that uh were trying to make their uh stall rent by stealing from others and so we've been working really hard to try to clean all that up and and we're we've made great progress uh in the harbors just by having our our night patrol we we uh 
what, after I got finished doing the, uh, the patrolling and stuff, we saw what a great job it was doing. So we hired somebody to do the uh, evening patrolling in the harbors, and, and it's really made a major difference. So to Don's point, we hired a new harbor employee that does, I'll call it shoulder um, security from up to up until about midnight. But that's just, we just have one person for that for that job. I think you know part of what you know what harbors are. So harbors are very are very transient, right? You, so it's not like you have a uh, maybe you have a, a tight knit community in the neighborhood you live in, and you know most of the vehicles, you know most of your neighbors. But a transient facility is kind of ripe for um, not knowing your neighbors to some extent. So that kind of that's attractive for folks that. Uh, um, might have less than good intentions to meet and conduct uh, their businesses. Gotcha. And in, in, I think you have a good point there when you mentioned, you know, harbors are, are very transient. You know, they've always been a spot where, you know, you have this great intermixing of folks coming through, in and out, and, and that can lead to those kinds of concerns. And I think it is good that there was that conversation had and that those changes were being discussed and now that they're, they're moving forward. And I also know that there isn't one root cause for any reason for why that increase happened. There's probably a lot of factors that play into that. But I think it's an interesting conversation to have because from my understanding of it, because obviously so this is the first one in the state. So at some point, something has to have shifted where that became so much of a greater concern than it was before. But then, like I was also saying, it's probably more of a, a JPD-style question. You know, why do we are we seeing that sort of change now? My sort of final question for you then is, and this is a far more lighthearted question, I assure you, is sort of what are some of the big projects that are coming up for Docks and Harbors right now? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Obviously, we've, we're working on the next phase of Aurora Harbor, so that's been awarded through kind of construction has that um, that project. They'll be mobilizing the day after Christmas to install the next, um, what's called the main float, so one new uh, main float from the headwalk um, for 60-foot vessels and transient vessels on the other side. So that's the n- next project. We're also go- going to be applying for a $10 million grant we have uh, five million of local money plus five million of a grant. So that grant application will go to the state for, and if we're successful with that, we'll be able to issue another contract to complete um, Aurora Harbor. So Aurora Harbor has been a real um, of interest for uh, uh, the Docks Harbors Board. Uh, additionally, we've been um, really progressing in the opportunity to recapitalize the Statter Harbor breakwater. So the Statter Harbor breakwater, the existing one's about 40 years old, is long in the tooth. Um, Breakwaters, groins and jetties are federal responsibilities. And so we have local mats that's required to ask the Army Corps to do a study the studies for this type of work is $3 million, and we have to have half of that with local match. But Senator Murkowski has in her what's called congressionally directed spending, used to be called the earmarks, has $500,000 for that project. So that that is moving, but that's also um, what your listeners should know is that money has to be appropriated in the normal appropriation cycle of the federal government. And what I'm hearing is there probably won't be the appropriations that uh, 
in the normal manner. We're probably facing another continuing resolution. And so that's that's where we're at with that. So it's unlikely to be funded. Gotcha. Well, we are out of time. But Carl, Donna, thank you both for coming on and chatting with me today. All thank right. you. All right. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.